Please help to find Alanya Lenoir, a.k.a. Fruity. She's a young woman who is 24 years old, 5 feet, 4 inches tall, 120 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Last seen Saturday, July 30th, 2022 at 1660 Peachtree Midtown Apartments in Midtown Atlanta, Georgia. On September 20th, 2022, Fox 5 Atlanta published an update about this open and active investigation. Almost three months after Alanya's disappearance, Atlanta investigators now believe she may have been murdered and her body disposed of. But since no body has yet been found, we will remain hopeful and continue to look for answers as to her whereabouts. Investigators identified two suspects in the case who Alanya was known to have been last seen with, 29-year-old Deontay Reynolds and 29-year-old Stephen Obuite. Deontay Reynolds is currently being held in Fulton County Jail on unrelated charges, but Stephen Obawite is on the run and possibly in the metro Atlanta area. If you have any information regarding the case or Stephen Obawite's location, officers ask that you contact the department at 404-546-2472. Through social media, the family also asks that it that if you have any information, contact the Atlanta Police Department at 470-546-4235 and the Instagram page at finding underscore underscore fruity. Let's get to the show. Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me on Lex Chat today. You can catch the live conversation on Instagram on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., at Lexi ATL, at L-E-X-C-A-T-L. And in today's Lex chat, I want to get into a few different topics, three to be exact. And those topics are all money ain't good money. We're going to be talking about vibes as well. And we're going to talk about investing in yourself as an artist. So if any of those topics sound like something you would be interested in hearing more about, then make sure you stay tuned. Before we get into the Lex chat, I want to do a Lex check really quickly. Y'all know the format by now if you've been tuning in. So remember that these live conversations are recorded on Instagram. Well, the live conversation portion, the live portion is on Instagram every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And um, when it comes to the sexy Lexi after hours, I don't think that I should go live twice in one night. I haven't really been getting as much engagement in the sexy Lexi after hours as I would like. Um, When we first started the sexy Lexi after hours, the conversations were like completely X-rated and just all kind of sucking and licking. And <laughs> this is what makes good D and good P. And it was very explicit, right? And of course, I had a, a nice amount of engagement with that, but mostly from, I don't know, horny guys. Um, when I do the deeper conversations for Sexy Lexi After Hours, people act like sex is only an act. They act like... um they act like there's not more that goes into it. So I've seen less viewership and less participation in the deeper conversations on sex than if I just go right into the explicit stuff, which, you know, is kind of disappointing, but it is to be expected. You know, people say that they want you to do 
more or they tell you you don't have to do this you don't have to do that but then when you do the more respectable things they don't tune in when you do the more nasty things they don't tune in or um when they do tune in but when you do the more respectable things they're not tuning in when you do the least respectable things they give you the most engagement so it's just very interesting so um every anyone who is on the live instagram right now um if you have ever seen the sexy lexi after hours or if you have not it is meant to be an explicit conversation that can go in any direction what nights are y'all available to tune into something like that because i do want to keep that going it's something that i started and i definitely want to keep a consistency with it but i don't think doing it on the same night is working the same night that I record Lex chat, I don't think it's working. So just figuring out how to get a better handle on that. Um, I don't know if y'all can hear it right now, but I am extremely stuffy because I think allergies, but I haven't accepted the fact that I have allergies, have had allergies ever since I moved to Georgia. It just seems to get worse and worse every year. Um, I don't know if y'all can tell how stuffy I am right now. My voice sounds a little bit different. Um, I don't have a headache as much as I did yesterday, but my voice is, uh, I sound stuffy and on occasion my throat does get a little bit itchy. So I apologize for any upcoming coughing or sneezing or sniffing sounds that we might hear tonight in Lex chat. Okay. Um, I got to take more allergy tabs and more tea. I've just been kind of flushing it down with ginger, turmeric, honey, cinnamon, and nutmeg, and elderberry tea, those kinds of things. Um, and even putting a cough drop in the tea to help with soothing my throat as well. So if y'all know anything about me, I do not like being sick. I don't have time to be sick. So yeah, that's uh, why I sound so different today. But other than that, what's going on with Lexi? Um... The little toy Yorkie that I was watching, True, who is now a part of my family, she has gone on to live with my mom finally, so she's no longer with me. Uh, It was fun having her. It really was fun having her. Um, But, you know, after the passing of my dog, Taz, I'm really not into having a dog right now. Even still, it's been, it'll be two years in January that he passed away. I'm still... I'm good on that. And plus dogs are just a lot of, a lot of responsibility. They're basically the closest things to kids without it being a human, you know, hot boy Twizzy says, you just got to separate the two. It will balance out once you stay consistent with it. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I talked it over with some people and, you know, they pointed out that maybe people are just confused about, you know, what is Lexi trying to do? Because on one hand, we have the very professional Lex chat and talking about artist things. And then right after Lex chat, I was doing the sexy Lexi after hours. So maybe people were confused about what I was doing. So I, I guess I should have them on different nights. Um, Me not recording them on different nights, honestly, is a form of laziness for me. I wanted to knock it all out in one night. But I do think I think you are correct as well. Separate the two and just stay consistent with it and build an audience you know however however that ends up coming about so yeah I appreciate you putting that input in there that's stuff like that I like to hear from y'all so I know what direction to do with content um so yeah I'm gonna 
I'm thinking about doing the Sexy Lexi After Hours on Friday nights, probably something late like midnight or even one or two in the morning. It is meant to be more on OnlyFans since the conversation is more explicit. Um, and I do have at least 15 subscribers on OnlyFans. It's free to subscribe. Um, and the Lex chats are the free piece of content that everyone gets weekly. Um, another way to support me though, <clears throat> excuse me, would be to go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash LexiATL, patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a member of mine and get exclusive and early access to the content and also help me to help me by guiding the content that you want to hear and see and what things you want to learn about. So help me to help you because we're all on this artist journey together, right? But I won't know what y'all need help with if, if I don't get the interaction, you know? So um, what else is going on with Lexi? I did finally meet up one-on-one with someone to do a private training session and shout out to Curtis. I'm very proud of him because he showed up and did the work and we had a good little outdoor workout. So that's me. This is me getting back into my fitness. I actually did used to teach kickboxing a few years ago, like back in 2016, 2017, I taught kickboxing. Um, And this is me kind of getting back into that. I was not certified back then. But the gym that I was working at, they were gracious enough to allow me to try it out for a little bit, which I did until it was time for me to go on to a different gym, you know? So it felt good to get back into the swing of speaking up and yelling and encouraging and pushing someone to work out and push through the pain, push through the hurt, (laughs) keep breathing, use proper form like it. That actually did feel good. And the workout it was earlier today at like 3 30 the workout actually helps to clear up my sinuses a little bit more so i'm thankful for that and uh the weather was just perfect i had my little boom box out there brought some waters and even though it was a really simple workout it was still you know very challenging and i'm happy that he came out to work out with me he sees that lexi is the truth even though i just got my certification i have been doing this fitness thing for a long long time so Yeah, and I think it plays in perfectly with the artistic side of me because being an artist is all about the branding and the package and physical fitness definitely falls into that category, you know? So I'm going to be reaching out mostly or reach out to me, but um, I've mostly been targeting people who I already work with in the studio as my first group or a potential group of clients Um, and you know, selling it like an artist development kind of thing, like a keep in shape kind of thing. And I can help y'all with breathing. Um, not just when it comes to fitness, but also we need practice for moving around the stage because you can't be on stage huffing and puffing, trying to perform a song, but you can't get through it because you, I was, you know, excuse me. So part of getting into the fitness is to develop the artist and the stage presence and help y'all to get a certain standard of fitness so that when you do get on a stage, you're, you're staying ready to get on someone's stage basically, instead of having to get ready. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you are interested in joining my group workouts and you are in the Atlanta area, a general consensus, the consensus among, amongst everyone who I've asked, they would want a bi-weekly workout. So we'll do it every two weeks. 
that's two workouts a month roughly and <clears throat> excuse me two workouts a, a, a month so every other week and so far everyone says that the location at rich productions parking lot will be good for them so it'll be an outdoor thing or i even found a park not too far from my house with a nice nicely built turf field and soccer goals and well-defined lines in the turf and it was really nice that's where me and curtis actually worked out today shout out to him again for showing up because you know that's half the battle is just showing up to do stuff so yeah if you are interested and you live in the atlanta area and you want to join group workouts and it's also a chance to network with other artists in the area then hit me up in my messages say hey i'm interested in group fitness and we'll go from there and i'll get some workout dates set up and we gonna get right get it right get it right get it tight so very excited about that what else is going on with lexi what's going on with big lex other than that i'm that's pretty much all i got for my check today and um yeah let's get into let's get into (laughs) these different topics that i have lined up okay so we've got we're talking about vibes we're talking about investing in yourself as an artist and we're talking about all money not being good money okay so if those well i already said that in the beginning but those are what we'll be talking about so we're going to get into those we're going to get into those topics right after these messages Alrighty, so the three topics we're going to get into, and anyone who is tuned in live, please feel free to throw your commentary out there, ask any questions you may have. The topics we're going to get into, three main points, right? We're talking about vibes, we're talking about investing in yourself as an artist, and we're talking about how all money ain't good money, okay? Um, And these are all inspired by true events in true creative fashion because everything in my life is up for inspiration and it's up for use in my music and whatever other content I decide to create. So let's get into it with investing in yourself as an artist. And let me get one moment here to check my stuff. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. So investing in yourself as an artist, and again, anyone who's tuned in live on Instagram right now, let me know if you have any questions or chime in with your comments as well. When it comes to investing in yourself as an artist, this first segment, right? So when I think of investing in myself as an artist, what most people think of when they hear the word invest, they think of money, right? But you can also invest time. So for me, I've been, excuse me, I've been singing ever since I was three years old and I started singing in my grandparents' church. My first performance ever was Amazing Grace. And then when I was about seven or eight years old, I really got into poetry and writing poems. 
And then that translated over into writing songs. And I would study some of my favorite artists and study the song structure that they had for their albums and for their songs and whatever body of work they put out. And yeah, there we go. So a little, a little incident there. Okay. My waveform was not looking right. I was afraid of that happening, but anyway, investing in myself as an artist, right? So I've always known I wanted to sing. Um, and this inspiration for this topic is coming from true life events where people just don't, people want to come at me for certain things, you know, when they haven't been investing the right amount in themselves as well, you know, or really it's not even my place to say they haven't been investing in themselves, but in the ways that they're coming at me, they could have been learned for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, if they just knew certain things, then they wouldn't be arguing with me about things that they're arguing about, you know? So as artists, you know, that you got to invest in your actual talent, in your actual skill. That might be vocal lessons. That might be piano lessons, you know, vocal lessons to keep your voice strong and to learn how to use those muscles in your throat and to learn how to manipulate the shape of your vocal cords and the narrowness or the wideness of your airways so that you can manipulate air in a way that's going to hit the note exactly the way that you need to hit it every time. That's something that does need to be practiced, but it's also something that mostly rappers don't mostly rappers don't take into account. They think that their voice is good enough. And yes, that's true. But you got to think about when you're on a large scale, when you're at a high level and you're doing 50 shows in, I don't know, 37 weeks, (laughs) you're doing 50 shows in 37 weeks and you're wondering why your voice is going out even though you're not really singing, all you're doing is rapping or you might be yelling on the mic. Well, you know, you do have to train properly to know how to properly yell so that you're not exhausting your throat. So vocal lessons is definitely something that every artist should invest in if you have the opportunity. And even if you don't have the money for vocal lessons, right? Here's a little cheat code, or at least this is what worked for me. When I was growing up, I would just listen to my favorite artists and I would imitate what they were doing. And if something didn't feel comfortable for me singing, then I would keep, I would keep practicing those parts, but I would also make sure to have body awareness and understanding that, okay, when I do this, it's less of a strain for me to hit this note. That's basically what vocal lessons are doing. Vocal lessons are teaching you how to hit certain notes and how to let out certain phrases with the least amount of stress to your vocal cords as possible. So finding where you are comfortable at and then playing on those strengths vocally, still working out where you may not be as strong, but building up those strengths and developing those weaknesses to make it something that's going to be better for you, right? More natural feeling. So like when you're singing, it should never feel like you're straining or stressed or it shouldn't feel tight. It should feel open and free. So vocal lessons is what I would, I would suggest artists invest in. I would also, if you can do it, improv classes, because being an artist is a lot like being an actor, an actress. 
You have to put on a certain persona. You got to put on a certain performance, a certain standard of performance every time you get out on that stage. And what improv is going to do, and I actually have to take this advice myself because I haven't done an improv situation in over two, three years. But what improv does, it's not just about theater, right? Although theater is a good place to also study as well when it comes to live performance, like the theatrics, learning how to use your face and connect your facial expressions to what you're saying in your music and improv as far as being able to be quick on your feet and quick witted with your mind. There are going to be a lot of distractions that happen when you're on stage and the most random thing is going to, the most random things are going to pull your attention when you're on stage, excuse me, (coughs) excuse me. The most random things are going to pull your attention when you're on stage, but being able to see those things and not let it throw you off of your game. That's where improv and practicing improv comes from. In improv, they throw a lot of crazy scenarios at you and you don't know how the person opposite of you is going to respond. So you have to play off of whatever they're doing and still make it seem like a seamless sketch or a seamless um, scene that you're doing, right? So improv is another good thing to invest in. If you're an artist, right? (laughs) If you're an artist, if you are serious about investing in yourself as an artist, I would say like, have you ever considered going to school for it? Something that really grinds my gears in this day and age, music is so like the equipment necessary to create music is so accessible to so many people. And the accessibility that we have to information is so vast, yet people don't want to take the time to learn about what they're doing. And like I said, I got the most gripe with rappers rappers, new rappers tend to come in thinking it's all just going to the club and smoking and drinking and having sex with different women and then creating vibes, right? When being an artist is so much more than that. It's, it takes so much like being an artist, right? It takes flexibility of your body. You have to be conditioned and in good shape Because if you're going to be performing 50 cities in 37 weeks, right, you need to be in tip top shape. Um, Your body needs to be physically fit and able to handle that kind of schedule, as well as your vocal cords being trained to handle that kind of performance. And you got to have a certain look. You got to maintain a wardrobe. So you have to be fashion forward. And you also you also have to have some public speaking ability because you are addressing crowds of 20, 100, 500,000, multiple thousands of people. So you can't get up on stage and get stage fright or clam up because you're in front of all these people. That's part of your job as an artist. So you need to practice public speaking. You also need to practice interview skills when you're sitting down and you're going on these radio tours where you're interviewing with different radio stations can you hold a decent conversation are you able to listen when you're spoken to and are you replying to what you heard versus just waiting to respond and the next thing you know you're telling people something that they didn't even ask you about and you're not on topic and nobody gets to really know who you are because you're not a good conversationalist or you just You don't listen. Um, The biggest thing for me as an artist and an engineer, I tell people all the time, my entire job is listening. 
And as an artist, you should be a good listener too. You have to be able to interpret what your fans want from you. You got to be able to interpret when someone is giving you critique and special advice um, that's meant to make you better as an artist and to push you forward in the right direction as an artist. And you have to be able to, like I said, when people are asking you certain questions in interviews, answer the damn question. <laughs> I It gets on my nerves how a lot of people want to seem like, we're going to go back to rappers. I watched certain interviews with rappers from the newer generation, I guess. And I, that makes me feel so old for saying that. But in the newer generations, they'll ask some simple question and people think it's cute and it's funny when, you know, interviewer asks, what kind of women do you like? And all the rapper has to say is, I like thick. I like, I like thick women. Yeah, that's what I like. And that's, that's it. Like, it's a very short answer. There's no elaboration. Like you don't have to give an over, like an overly long winded response, but an interviewer is expecting you to give a little bit more detail and you kind of have to paint a picture with your words, which is what you should also be doing with your writing. You got to paint a picture with what you're telling people. So if all you say is I like thick girl and that's all you want from a woman, it's just not it's not interesting and it makes you look very typical as you know the rapper starter pack <laughs> like because that's what they're all talking about so definitely learning speech skills speaking in front of large crowds but also knowing how to interview and how to listen to interviewers questions and how to answer those questions with enough information to where people get to know a little bit about you but they also see your personality now, I mentioned about writing, right? As an artist, <clears throat> you should be writing your own stuff. If not, then you are leaving a lot of money on the table and you're probably only making money from the tours, assuming that you're, well, child, these people don't be signed no more. Labels be wanting the artists to do everything. But let's say that you are assigned to a label and you go on tour. The only way you are making money is off of tour and you're not really you're not really profiting from anything else because you didn't have any publishing because you weren't writing any of your music. So you own no rights to the creative things that come from you performing these songs. You're just a puppet at that point. But anyway, all of that to say, I believe that every artist, you don't, I don't know that I would tell you that you have to go into writing camps, but it is a good, I think it's a good thing to do writing camps, to collaborate with other people, but above all, right? I hope that you were a good student of English when you were in school. And that is structuring proper sentences. And this also plays into listening and answering questions properly in interviews that translates into how you write as well. So if the way you write is broken and the way you speak is broken, how are you putting together a cohesive enough song to reach people and connect with people and connecting with people is what it's all about in music because this is supposed to be something that connects us all and makes us all relate to one another, right? But if you are not effective with the way you're writing and how you're saying things, if you're not effective with that, people are going to find a really hard time connecting with you. There is an audience out there for everybody, but you have to be you have to be diligent in making sure that you 
understand language and expanding your vocabulary so all of your songs won't sound the same. So you're not saying in every single song, I effed on his B and I took his B and I'm shopping in Louis and Gucci and Chanel and I'm pushing the flyest whips. Like, is that all you have to say? So I think artists should invest in writing as well. Um, Pay for some of these writing camps to get into and learn how to just be a better writer. Or if you don't want to spend the money on writing camps and traveling to do those things, do more studying of your music history. What I used to do, what I said earlier is listen to my favorite artists and imitate how they would do certain things. I was listening to their vocal style, how they were singing songs. And I was listening to how their songs were structured and how they were saying the words they were singing in the song. And I would look up their lyrics, not just so I could sing along with it, but so I could also understand, okay, what is How are they structuring these lines? What are they actually talking about? And if I read these lyrics by itself, would it tell a clear story or would I be confused? And that's what I miss about music from the late 90s and early 2000s. The songs just made sense. There was always a nice storyline going into the songs. Uh, These days, I don't connect to anything because... Oh, these youngins just talk about any and everything. They don't care what the song is talking about as long as the cadence is dope and the the beat is fine. But I think that's the wrong approach because you are subconsciously feeding yourself crap and people wonder why they got anxiety and they wonder why, you know, they're depressed and they wonder why they're on edge all the time. Look at some of the music you're listening to. You should care how you're writing songs. You should care what kind of content you are absorbing into yourself. So that was a little soapbox, but back to some other things that artists should invest in, right? Here's another example. I'm going to use myself as as an example because, you know, I know me the best (laughs) outside of my parents. I know me the best. No, I know me the best. I know me the best. I've lived with myself for 28 years. I know me best. Um, so got into an argument with a client, um, over vibes. Right. And we'll get into vibes after this, but basically wanting me to engineer and they want the energy to be there, but I declined. And that gets in, this gets into all money and good money as well. I declined the session because the argument took me out of the vibe. They had already complained that I wasn't in the vibe before, and I didn't want to risk not being in the vibe for the upcoming session they were trying to get me for. So how this is relating to something else that artists should invest in when you are paying attention to all of the different things surrounding an artist I think artists, it would suit y'all well. It would suit all of us very well to learn all the different facets of what go into being an artist. So there's the style portion, there's the health portion, the public speaking, there's the recording portion, the mixing, the mastering, there's the visual portion, cover art for singles and albums, and the treatment for music videos and how to plan that and how to excuse me, how to lock down locations. And then there's the marketing aspect. And then there is the promotion. And then there is laying a foundation for your brand and having a space where people can come to find everything they want to find about you from websites, social media, um, doing radio tours so that you are getting more of a reach and reaching different audiences through your engagement with different radio stations and podcasts and 
there's just so much. And, and I didn't even get into the financial aspect of it because when you start getting into signing deals with major labels and the breakdown of how the math works on recouping and who gets paid what and what percentage of things, there's so much more that artists need to learn. Like it blows my mind the amount of new rappers who come to the studio and they don't understand that what, what we just recorded here they think they're doing a bad job if they only recorded two songs in two hours. And I'm like, yo, you should be spending at least two hours on one song as a rapper because rappers don't do that much vocally. But if you are really trying to get a a good best performance from yourself, then you should spend at least two hours on one song. And they just act so flabbergasted when I tell them, you know, it takes me six to eight hours collectively to finish one song. And even after I finish writing and recording that song, I'm listening to it for a week to see if I liked how I said everything, to see if I put all the harmonies that I wanted to, did I put all the stacks that I wanted to, could I have said some things differently? Is the way that I said this word, does it satisfy me or could I have said that better? Um, But the amount of younger rappers who come in and they just think that, one take is king and you want to compete on a mainstream level you're not even listening to the people that you call your inspirations because if you were you would never allow yourself to let that slide oh we just recorded this um you don't know what mixing and mastering is you don't know what mixing and mastering is how are you going to compete on a mainstream level you say this is what you want to do but you are not you haven't done any of the work on your end to figure out what are all of the industries surrounding being an artist. And I didn't get into the live performance aspect of it either. Like there are lights and sound and understanding how to move on stage and getting different, you know, production, getting a production value behind what you're doing with like dancers and choreography and even a script in between songs. Like it's just so much that goes into it that I don't think, these newer artists think about well hey buddy what's up nautica drip how you doing so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get off my soapbox with uh things that artists should invest in but all of that to say artists should invest time into studying things like what is an audio engineer what is a songwriter what is a producer what is an executive producer What is ASCAP and BMI? What is Harry Fox? What is Song Trust? What is DistroKid and CD Baby? What is mixing? What is mastering? What is a vocal coach? What is a vocal producer? Um, What is a manager? What is a road manager? Like there's just so many different things that go into play and all of the roles that surround an artist. I wish... If artists were more educated about the people around artists who help artists become who they are, there would be less arguments on my end trying to get people to understand certain aspects of recording and keeping artists comfortable during sessions, right? And getting the best performance out of an artist. And part of getting the best performance out of an artist is making sure that a certain vibe is maintained. Now, I will say that I have been guilty of not having the best vibe during every single session and I'm human. So there's no way that I can guarantee 100% every single session. So 
and this is probably going to turn into me venting a little bit as well, but, um, getting ready for homecoming in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. What? Like ECU? ECU is in Greensboro, right? My uncle went there, but yeah. So when it comes to the vibe, right? Um, first off, let me say that I don't like when people can't book a session because they're not in the vibe of things. You're, there's going to be so many things that you don't feel like doing as an artist, but there's so much that needs to get done for you to move on to the next phase. So if you're, if you're always waiting for the right vibe to go to the studio, then that just means you suck at discipline. And for me to explain myself, right? Like I will, my vibe often gets thrown off by artists who come in late. I don't like when an artist comes in drunk or already high. Um, and I don't like artists who are not consistent with me. And I don't like people who act like their money is God, you know? So as far as vibes, right, it is important to create and maintain a good energy while you're in a recording session. And the way that vibe, that a vibe affects an artist, I'll say that a vibe is something that newer artists worry about. ECU in Greenville. Ah, oh, Greenville. That's right. I'm talking about North Carolina. A and T G Hope. Hey, okay. Go right then. All right then. Go on with your bad self. Doing your homecoming. I haven't gone to any homecomings. And uh, I think AUC, like all the schools in the AUC here in Atlanta, I think they already did their homecomings. But yeah, so when it comes to vibe, right? I will say that I really only ever hear about vibes from newer artists. Now, granted, you do have the right to maintain a certain energy and you want to have a certain, almost like a ritual when you come into the studio, you know, like what sets the vibe, what gets you in your most comfortable state of mind, in your most freeing state of mind. For me personally, if you just send me a beat pack and lock me in a studio for hours and I don't have to talk to anybody, I don't have to see anybody then I'll be just fine all I need is some beats a computer with pro tools a good microphone a good signal chain and myself because I can I can come up with stuff by myself but for other artists you know some people like to light candles while they're in their sessions some people like to burn incense some people like to drink tea some people like to pray before their sessions. Some people like to have food and drinks flowing. Some people like to smoke their weed and that helps them get into the vibe. And I get it. The only thing that I worry about associating all of those things with the vibe is, in my opinion, as an artist, there are always going to be so many things that become out of your control. I don't think anybody should be relying on specific things to keep them in a vibe or to keep them motivated. I think that's where self-discipline comes in. So there are a lot of clients I've had, well, a handful of clients I've had over the years who to get into a quote vibe, unquote, to get into a certain vibe, they felt like they had to be drunk off of liquor. They felt like they had to be high off of perks or Xanax. And unfortunately, when they were under the influence of these things, they never gave their, like they were already new 
and hadn't been coming to the studio enough to polish up their skills and be a better writer. But coming under the influence as well, you know, I would try to get them to do certain things. They'll be belligerent in the session and not wanting to listen to me because they're high or they geeked up on whatever. We listen back to the songs the next day and they're wondering, why do I sound so terrible? Well, you weren't focused. I tried to get you to redo it, but you wouldn't listen to me. So, you know, that's part of an example of what happens. But back to the vibe, right? (laughs) For me personally, I don't like being in sessions where people are drunk or too high because I get it that some people that works for them, but as an engineer, it stresses me out because you're not in your right mind and I can't freely create with you. But when it comes to the vibe of a session, right? You want positive energy. You gotta be really careful about who you're bringing to the studio with you. Um, So many things can shift the vibe in a session. You gotta be careful who you're bringing, the people that you're bringing or the person, like are they contributing to your recording session? Are they there for moral support or are they just gonna be a distraction? Most people want the studio to feel like a party and to some degree okay that's nice but I think when you become a more seasoned artist you will recognize how much better it is to not have so many bodies in in the damn session with you it's really annoying trust me and then when you get into splits and you've had too many people in the room and people start arguing over who did what and it's hard to settle because there were too many bodies in the room then you'll understand why I say I don't like a lot of people in the sessions with me. But um, when it comes to vibe, figure out what makes you comfortable. You know, I feel like planning has a lot to do with it. So I mentioned earlier, my vibe gets thrown off when people show up late, because to me, that's like an in consideration of my time. And for the client, if they had certain plans for the session and you show and they show up late And suddenly we have to rush to get through something. You can't enjoy the process as much as you want to because time is just not going to permit for us to get all of these things done, right? So something that can throw off the vibe is the time. If you're finding that you're stressed out about how much time you do or do not have in the studio, maybe you should save, save up your money to be able to spend a little bit longer in the studio, you know? Like a recent session I had, the artists, well, I reached out to the artists, but, and, you know, asked her like, hey, was my vibe off? And if it was, you know, apologizing because the manager told me, but I wanted to hear it from the artists because at the end of the day, it's my belief that if the artist is not in a good vibe, then the performance is not going to be great. Okay. Um, And so you know, they let me know, well, she let me know specifically that they felt rushed. And I apologized to her for that and explained my reasoning. You know, y'all let me know that y'all wanted to do three songs in two hours, but showed up 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes late. And, you know, you got your individual songs and then the duet that they were supposed to do. So yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to rush y'all to get this out quicker because y'all told me you wanted to do this so maybe that was my bad for trying to maybe I should have just let it be what it was (laughs) basically and if we 
but I wasn't able to give them more time afterwards because I had somewhere I had another session to go to after that so it threw off their vibe because they felt rushed and they felt like they couldn't enjoy the process of recording and what throws off a vibe can be not having enough time in a session I always recommend that people get at least two hours but then like I said earlier two hours should really just be for one song if you are really truly honestly trying to get the best performance and you want to do as many takes as you can to make sure that you are giving the best performance then two hours for one song for rappers for singers at least four hours okay because me myself i've been doing this for like nine years now and i take six to eight hours to really perfect a song from the beat selection to the writing to the way I'm singing it to all of my backgrounds it takes me six to eight hours of set of studio time and then after that I will listen to the song for a week and I will nitpick at everything because it doesn't stop at that one session and I think that's where a lot of artists a lot of newer artists get tripped up these days you are not going to perform your best work in one two-hour session okay And especially not one two hour session every four months, every four to five months. No, if you're coming every four to five months, then you should be booking at least eight hours of studio time. (laughs) But that's another, that's another gripe that I have with people, you know, (coughs) excuse me. That's another gripe that I have with people. Y'all artists be stressing themselves out because they don't have enough time in the studio and they feel the pressure of that time constraint. Other things that obviously can throw off the vibe is if the engineer, in my case, I was the engineer in that, in that situation, if the engineer is not feeling it, that can throw off the vibe. But honestly, the engineer is an important role in the studio, but it is not my job as the engineer. Technically, it is not my job to pull the best performance out of you. If you get an engineer who is doing that, then you should be paying them more because literally all an engineer is responsible for is recording a good sound quality song, a good quality sound recording. It is not the engineer's job to tell you to say that again. It's not the engineer's job to tell you to add more emphasis to this or more inflection on that word. It's not the engineer's job to tell you to change certain words because if the engineer is doing that, you should be giving them credit on this song, okay? But literally, I'm technically a button presser, making sure that you get the right quality and the artist is supposed to be telling me, I like that. Let's move on to the next part, you know? So yeah. Um, and here's a little side note. People, uh, people don't understand the different experience. Like they will pay the minimum and expect me to do the most for them. And this is where we get into all money and good money. Okay. So I've had a couple situations probably within the last six months where, you know, vibe might've been a little bit off and mm, I don't want to censor myself, but at the same time, I'm trying to be careful. The common denominator with this, besides them saying that, you know, my vibe was off, but the common issue I've had with these two situations is Cause there were other clients who told me, you know, Lex, you really didn't seem like you were that into it. Is something going on? Is something happened between us? And I have to be like, nah, it's just not that great of a day for me. When I have conversations like that with certain clients, 
then those clients are cool with me. But in these couple of instances that I'm thinking of now, the common denominator was these people felt like just because they were throwing me money that I am going to be cheery. Like there are people out there who think that just because they throw you money, you should be like worshiping the ground they walk on basically. Um, But I put in a Twitter post the other day, you know, how much money you're paying me or the fact that you're paying me means nothing if I don't enjoy working with you. And especially if you disrespect me or I feel disrespected and you're talking at me, then that money doesn't matter. Now what matters is you're revealing that you don't respect me and you don't respect the role that I play in your creative process. So all money ain't good money. If you are putting up with disrespect just to get a check, people don't realize mental health is a real thing. And part of part of a deteriorating state of mental health comes with accepting things that you don't deserve, expecting less than what you deserve. And I definitely have finally gotten out of a space where I was anxious all the time and just felt on edge and felt a lot of pressure in my chest all the time. And I figured out it was because I was accepting so much BS from this person in my life when I knew I wanted more from myself and I wanted more from the situation. But I didn't speak up for myself and this person got comfortable with getting certain things out of me by doing the bare minimum. And so I was putting up with a lot of disrespect because in my mind, you know, at least I'm being paid consistently by this person. But it was at the cost of my health, my mental health, which later went into my physical health because I wasn't even getting up and working out consistently like I usually do, you know? After getting out of that situation, I'm back in the gym four or five times a week. (laughs) And gosh, shout out somebody special for putting me back on that path but yeah the person who you know and you know clients do have they you do have the right to be upset if you're not getting the experience that you want but I think where that communication needs to be had is hey I do more for you as an engineer than any other engineer is required. Like engineers are, are not required to do a lot. We just record the sound, make sure it's quality. We're not even really supposed to be mixing it. So if you get an engineer who is directing you a little bit and vocally producing you a little bit and putting suggestions into your song, just know they don't have to do that. Okay. They don't have to do that. And I especially don't want to do that for someone who wants to make it clear that, you know, they put money in my pockets, okay? And only every three, four months though, not consistently. But the one guy though, it was like three, four times a week. So I'm not gonna take that from him. He actually kept me paid. Very disappointing situation. But anyway, so when I say all money ain't good money, if you have to sacrifice your mental health and mental well-being to try to please someone else because also I would do things like I would tell myself that like I want Sunday off right because I've been working literally every other day the rest of the week but someone comes along and says hey I want to record with you in two hours for this many for this long 
let's work. <clears throat> now, there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, we can do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that every once in a while. But if you're doing it all the time to the point where you never give yourself a day off, you never give yourself a day of rest, that's going to make you feel like you're doing too much for everybody else and not taking care of yourself. So again, that goes back to the mental health, right? Yes, we do need the money, but at some point, the balance of what is keeping us, money can't be the only thing that keeps us. It has to be self-care as well. Part of self-care is taking a break, taking a breather, having a rest day, and having a day where you just do nothing. Or if you are doing something, you're doing it for yourself. And you feel good about yourself because you did something that you said you wanted to do versus always having to be there for other people who I might add, people will want you to keep doing for them and they'll take and take and take and take and they will never pour back into you, especially these artists. Okay. Except for the ones who get it like myself, I'm an artist first and foremost, I became an engineer to help myself as an artist. But what a lot of artists, like artists, certain artists don't have loyalty to engineers, right? They want what they want when they want it. And it has to be done right now with no consideration to what is going on in the engineer's personal life, right? So it's important that you know how to say no sometimes. It's important that you practice saying no because I work six days this week. I can take one day off and it will do wonders for your mental health and you'll feel more refreshed and more present during your sessions because you took that day or two for yourself. However many days off you decide to give yourself consecutively, you know, make sure you're doing something just for you. So you're, you don't get burnt out. Another example of all money ain't good money is, no, I don't, I don't even want to get into that. Nah, I don't want to get into that. I was going to say I was offered a good amount of money to lie on someone in a federal, in a federal court of law. Um, I'm talking like 15, 20,000. I think it may have even been like 50,000, but I'm gonna say like 20,000, right? I was offered some racks to lie against somebody in federal court. And, uh, yeah, I'm not lying for anybody. Of course I want the money, but morally that would have bankrupted me in a moral sense. And I don't want to be bankrupted morally. So yeah. Um, but for the most part, right. When I say all money ain't good money, the main point I want y'all to take away is that, you know, you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to say yes to every session. If you're an engineer, you don't have to say yes to every engagement. If you are an artist, part of your, part of your productivity, resting is a part of ensuring productivity because you need to give your mind and your body a rest and a time to like recalibrate and replenish what might've been depleted in the long work week, you know? So yeah. Um, hopefully you all learned something from these three points that we talked about investing in yourself as an artist, how vibe is important to artistry (laughs) and all money ain't good money. I hope that, you know, this helped y'all, those of you who are listening on the live, 
Those of you who are listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure you give me a big thumbs up, follow or subscribe, leave five out of five stars, leave a review. I would greatly appreciate that because that helps to tell the platforms that, hey, this is a good piece of content. You should push this in front of more audiences. So I would greatly appreciate that. If you like what I'm doing here and you want to support me and you want to be able to steer the content more, then consider becoming a patron of mine on patreon.com slash Lexi ATL, patreon.com slash L-E-X-C-A-T-L. I'll greatly appreciate that. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment, join the conversation, um, or stay tuned to my Instagram and, you know, join in on the conversations and help me choose topics through my Instagram page. That's, that would be really dope too, at Lexi ATL. Um, yeah, going to end it there. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And I hope this information helped you. I really do. Until next time, my name is Lexi. And y'all can hear that my voice is starting to go out. So that's why I got to end it here. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. We'll be sleeping all day. Then we party at night.